Hi guys, Rula La here coming at you from Atlanta, Georgia again with another installation of Talk Burly to Me. Uh, on today's episode, we wanted to discuss about getting started as a burlesque performer and getting involved in the scene if you are a novice. Uh, we'll be talking about this discussion for the next few minutes and I just wanted to remind everybody that this podcast is brought to you by Four Suits Entertainment as well as Grayscape Media. Uh, okay guys, so... Everything that I'm going to be explaining, these are only from my personal experiences. I do not speak on behalf of every single person in the burlesque community in this regard because I realize that some other people have had different entrances into the scene. And it's totally okay. There's nothing wrong with whatever way that you get involved. These are just the ways that I was personally introduced to it and the protocol that was taught to me essentially about how to go about becoming a a performer and getting involved. Uh, so initially I was trained under Bella Blue from the New Orleans School of Burlesque. I graduated December of 2013. I've been doing burlesque almost six years now and uh, I've also since then become a producer as well. I produce a show called Bombshell Burlesque Review. Uh, we've uh, performed it in Louisiana, Mississippi, and now Georgia. And I'm pretty proud of it. Uh, it's my show. Uh, we do neo and classic style burlesque routines, and I have performers all over the Southeast that I've worked with. Uh, you know, it wasn't really easy at first getting involved because I was taught in a area that particularly has a very vast burlesque scene, a lot of competition, a lot of uh, you know, varying troops and performance groups that are all in the same territory. And the bar was set very high for me because I had a lot of very amazing, amazing instructors that gave me my early education. Uh, I've been taught by Bella Blue, of course. I've also taken lessons with Michelle L'Amour. I've taken lessons with Joe Boobs Weldon from New York. Uh, I've had lessons with Gogo McGregor. Um, Cherry Brown, um, who else did I take lessons with? Uh, oh, Miss, uh, Miss Gingerlicious, uh, you know, all these people that are really big names, Trixie Minks, you know, people that I've worked with and have seen them in action, not only as performers, but as producers as well. And they have really set the bar high for me and I very much respect and applaud everything that they do. Um, but, you know, I'd say initially, uh, getting started for me personally stemmed from my history in uh, competitive dance and theater and choir from an early age. I have been involved in the arts ever since I was a child. It's just something that's kind of synonymous with my family. A lot of people that are involved in theater and a lot of people that did costuming, hence why I'm a seamstress for a living. Um, you know, just a lot of people involved in the arts come from my familial background. And I think that has, you know, a small bit to do with why I've always just had a passion for performing. But uh, from that, you know, later on in life, after I had been a competitive dancer, I had done uh, stage shows and, um, you know, it was I was in choir for a little while. Those were really the core things that I loved about performing and where my interests began. Uh, but later on in life, I was living in New Orleans and I had made a friend that was of mutual acquaintance with Bella Blue and had told me about the School of Burlesque and 
was saying how they have public lessons. You know, like, oh, they always accept new students. You know, you should go. Uh, I went for uh, the first time, and I met Bella. Uh, I was very intrigued, and I had an amazing time the first session that we went, where we were really just kind of, like, getting to know each other and warming up to the idea of what we were going to do and getting comfortable with our bodies and stuff like that. It was a great warm-up session, and I highly recommend that if anyone is interested and in the New Orleans area, please go hit up the New Orleans School of Burlesque. They have a fantastic program, and I adore uh, their whole crew. But, uh, you know, getting involved in your first classes, kind of just getting your toe in the water, so to speak, uh, you know, just to kind of, like, get involved with the idea of burlesque and really cunning to start your education about what it is that burlesque actually is and the history and the culture and everything that you know is encompassed with that you know i think is important as well because then you really start to get a foundation of what it means to be a performer and i think that is essential in anyone that is really taking themselves seriously about wanting to pursue a career in the burlesque entertainment industry but uh anyway you know once you start you know, getting past the initial classes and starting to get a little bit more comfortable with the whole idea, then you kind of start to embark on the path of developing your burlesque persona. Deciding, you know, what your name's going to be, if you have a tagline, you know, what specific genres are you known for, do you have any particular things about your look or about your uh, abilities as a performer that sets you apart from others. Things like that you really need to start figuring out for yourself. You know, just take the time to really look at who you want to portray and what you want people to remember about you when you get up on that stage, whether you are a performer or an MC or whatever have you. But, you know, just take the time to really look at yourself in the mirror and find out who you are and who you want to be when you assume your burlesque persona. Uh, some people find ways of kind of adapting their normal personality into their burlesque persona, kind of like I have, but you know, not everyone is like that. Some people you know, really kind of let loose whenever they're on stage and allow themselves to be the very boisterous and loud and you know, wildly characteristic person that they don't allow themselves to be in regular life. And which is cool because it gives people an opportunity to kind of, you know, explore that side of their personality that maybe they haven't had a chance to before. And I think that's also something that's really a big part of what in fact it means to be a burlesque performer. Uh, anyway, so the next step and kind of one of the more crucial, if I had to be honest, the Adapting to the idea that you are, in fact, taking your clothes off in front of people. And most of the time, it's going to be complete strangers. Uh, you know, I'm sure you will have friends and allies and people that come out to support you. But, you know, you need to accept the fact that nine times out of ten, you will be having strangers that are looking at you. And you need to learn to accept that for what it is, but learn to be confident and learn to accept the fact that you came here because you wanted to see me and now you're going to get to see me and every inch of me and I want you to bask in all of my glory. You know, find that balance 
of being able to exude not just the confidence, but the control. Because when you get really uh, comfortable into who you are as a performer, I feel like you have developed the ability to find that way to connect with your audience. And then as soon as you have their attention, uh, they will never take their eyes off of you. They will never even think about pulling out their phone or doing anything that is detracting from your time on stage. So, you know, once you really get comfortable with the fact that, you know, just taking the clothes off is inherent with that, you know, you start to have fun with it and you start to get really, you know, proud of your body and the things about you that make you desirable and what makes you feel good. And, you know, sharing that with others, I think is one of the most brave and uh, courageous things that someone could ever do. So I just want every single person out there to know that as a performer, whether you be burlesque, boylesque, drag, whatever have you, you know, you are beautiful, baby. And you need to be proud of sharing that with the world. So, you know, getting over that little obstacle, <laughs> uh, you know, coming to grips with you being somewhat naked in front of people. But once you get past all that, it's actually a lot of fun. Uh, and, you know, once you do get comfortable in your skin like that, guys, you know, go practice in front of the mirror. Go watch yourself. Practice in front of a small group of friends. You know, invite some girlfriends over. Have a glass of wine and, you know, just be like, hey, I want you guys to watch this routine and tell me what you think about it. Uh, you know, because you've got to be able to accept feedback as well to some degree because at the end of the day, for as much as we want our burlesque performance to be artistic expression for ourselves, we also need to realize that this is also a business and that this is something that we are charging admission for. And, you know, when there is an exchange of money involved, it not just becomes an art form, it is also a product. And what I really strive to make people remember about me and about my burlesque performance particularly is that I always hope that people hold my performance synonymous with quality because I do work very hard at, you know, taking the time to construct my costumes and choreograph my routines, really, you know, take my music selections into consideration and formulate a story that I want you guys to follow throughout the course of my number because that was one of the key lessons I had learned from my burlesque mentor, Miss Bella Blue, was that it's not just about taking off your clothes. Why are we here? What is so important about this? What do you want people to take away from this when they stop watching you? What are they going to remember and discuss later when the show's over? That is something that you all need to remember and really take that into account when you formulate these numbers because Sometimes improving works when you're presented with extenuating circumstances, and I'm not going to lie, guys, we've all had to improv things at some point or other, whether it be from a costume malfunction or some other reason. But at heart, I do firmly believe that it is important for people to practice and to construct and really think in advance about the things that we are putting out on that stage because, you know, we want people to have 
the same experience consistently. And I don't want people to ever come to a show and then come to a different show with the same number that I perform and say, oh, wow, that last time was a little bit better than this one. Because then I'm not doing my job. So that's why I really do my best to make sure that I keep a certain level of consistency and, you know, honing my method in that way. And I hope that you guys too, and whatever formula you guys find that works for you, you know, stay at it, keep practicing, practice with your team, with your people that help you. Maybe you have someone that you like to reach out to that gives you advice on choreography or movement. And you know, there's never a bad time to consult someone about a routine or getting some constructive feedback. Um, but yeah, you know, take all those things into consideration, really think on that and, you know, put it into practice. And by the time that you accomplish all of that and bring all of these elements together, then you will have a amazing performance piece that you should be proud of and that I think you will receive notable recognition for. Because let's not forget, guys, there's nothing wrong with being a frequent performer. However, I do think that there is a key difference between people that perform frequently for the sake of it and people that perform frequently well. Because we have to maintain a level of standards, not just in burlesque, but in drag and in everything else. Because like I said earlier, we need to also remember that we are charging money for these performances and we are having an exchange of a monetary sort that constitutes us needing to deliver on our end. We need to make sure that we are putting the best product out there that we possibly can and upholding that standard. So with that said, I hope that all of this has been, you know, helpful or at least amusing. Uh, and like I said, please do not take any of this to insinuate that I don't value and appreciate the experiences of other performers and the ways that they came into the scene. Everybody is different and everybody has had to pursue their own path. This is strictly mine and this is the way that I had gone about cultivating my persona Rulala and you know which also I'd forgotten to mention earlier the reason I specifically chose my name uh, is because Ru spelled R-O-U-X is a uh, it is a reference to my heritage from New Orleans because I was originally born there but also because my family in all of my lifespan has referred to me as Ru nobody ever really calls me by my muggle name and uh, it just kind of stuck with me throughout the years and then once I started getting into burlesque and I really started to uh, you know assimilate into the lifestyle I just one day had this epiphany that I was gonna be the version of myself I had always wanted to be and Rulala was it uh, so I hope you guys have uh, you know, an amazing journey along your path of discovery on the road of burlesque. I hope that you guys really learn and experience and grow from all of the encounters and shows and things that you get to be a part of. And 
please feel free to follow us on social media if you guys would like to stay up to date with what's going on with Four Suits Entertainment. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, you can also follow me on Facebook uh, at, at Rulala Atlanta. And I'm also on Instagram under at Designs by Ru. So please feel free to follow us. And if you guys would like to, tune in next time for our next installation of Talk Burly to Me. This is Rulala, and I'll see you guys next time.